Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. strange familiars if you have a story of something strange an encounter with the paranormal or a story you think we should cover you can email us our email address is strange familiars podcast at gmail.com so the audio we played at the end of last episode people seem to overwhelmingly agree that it was a cow so We'll go with that. The witness didn't think a cow could have been that close. We're in the dense woods that were nearby there, but indeed someone said it sounded like a mother cow and a younger cow, and perhaps the younger one was stressed out because it was in the dense woods. So we crowdsourced it, and the crowd seems to think cow. So we'll go with that. Also last episode, episode 62, we talked about the mirror man and the mirrored flannel man, or whatever you want to call those entities that Jedediah saw. We got some really interesting information. First, a lot of people noted that another podcast, Monsters Among Us, has had several of these Mirror Man encounters that witnesses have called in about. We're going to try to get some more information on the Mirror Man thing and present it here. But we did get some really, really neat information, a really neat tip on another just very, very interesting thing that possibly links this mirror man syndrome and flannel man. And we're going to do an entire episode on that 
pretty soon. So tonight's show, we have a really, really interesting encounter. You may have heard us talk about it on Where Did the Road Go? I was on two recent shows about people with strange stories from the woods. And this is Alex and Colin's story. Soraya read it on the first show we did from Where Did the Road Go? And then we did a little bit of a follow-up on the next show. However, I was able to get Alex and Colin to come on and tell their story themselves. So if you listen to Where Did the Road Go, this might sound familiar, but I think it's really, really powerful coming from Alex and Colin. Their story is in two parts. The first part will be in this episode, and we will follow it up with a patron episode. This episode mostly tells the story of that night where they got separated and Colin kind of got lost in the woods and had a pretty interesting, extreme, and, and scary encounter. On the patron episode, which should be available shortly after this one for patrons, we get into some of the stranger aspects of their encounter, including this kind of weird witchy woman that they see. Alex and Colin, you're both there, right? You bet. Yeah, we are. Awesome. Hi, Tim. Hello. So we talked about your story on Where Did the Road Go a little bit, yep. but now we have you guys, and I know we share some listeners, but it's such a good story. I'm sure some people aren't going to mind us going over the same story again. Yeah. Uh, it'll be neat to hear it told with the both of you in person anyway. We all have sound effects, too, so... <laughs> <laughs> So let's get into it. Let's just go, and, and you guys can, can tell your story, and then we'll talk some other stuff as well. Okay. Where to begin? Um, we were on our way to Penticton in BC. I had a driftwood sculpture that I had to install there. So we made the drive. It's like a day. Uh, yeah, it's a whole day drive. I needed some help, so I, I brought my friend Colin along to help. Okay, can I can we pause here? So, yep. so are you a sculptor by trade? Yeah, yeah, driftwood sculptor. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, the uh, last one that I did, the public art sculpture, was actually a huge Sasquatch uh, on Quadra Island. Have I and, seen that maybe? Like a picture of that online, perhaps? Uh, you may have. Yeah, yeah, it went kind of viral. So yeah, yeah. If, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, we, we actually... Oh, did we do it before the apples? It I was, think we I, did. No, no, it was it was, it was in between. First, it was yeah, after the first yeah, it was after the it was after the first apple story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah re- eight eight feet tall, just standing out on Quadra Island, and uh, it it was really cool to actually like see it come together and experience the like immensity of it. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, as an artist, yeah, cause, I'm I'm fascinated because because uh, sculpture is I do a little bit of carving but not anything that I, I really have entered much into. So I'm going to take a sidestep here and ask a couple yeah. artist questions, if you don't mind. Yeah. yeah. How do you put it together? A series of uh, a whole bunch of screws and nails. Oh, okay. Start, start so with one piece and add on the next, and yeah. Okay, very, very cool. And is this a full-time? Yeah, it's a full-time gig. started about two years ago. It was actually a 
date idea for a girl that I was recently dating. Um, <laughs> I had been a mural artist, kind of struggling mural artist for ages and ages. And I just stumbled down to this and I, I asked her, hey, do you want to go build a driftwood dinosaur on the beach? And she was like, nah, I'm going to go for a walk with my friend instead. And uh, I was like, well, okay, well, I'll just do it myself then. And, uh, yeah, four hours later, I, I had a driftwood velociraptor on the beach. And everybody up here just loved it. And I couldn't believe the response. So I just kept, I kept on going with it and going with it. And, yeah, that now it's my full-time gig. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That's so inspiring whenever people get to do something they love. And, and I love hearing it. So uh, that's great. Oh, it's, it's so great. Like, I'm out on the beach, like, almost every day. You know, the the beach is like the best studio ever. And I get to work with all these natural materials. They're all random, random shapes and forms. And it, it's just such a pleasure, like fitting them together and making some really cool stuff that people have never really seen before. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and if, yeah. It's, if it's OK, can I share a picture of that sculpture? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's because uh, it was really, really cool. I remember seeing that. That's really neat to, to uh, put that together. Very yeah. cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, back to your story. Okay. Oh, uh, where was I? We, you had um, barely. Yes. You had barely started I before I interrupted started. you. <laughs> <laughs> we can start again. You were you were installing a, oh, yeah. a, a sculpture. Okay, so we we <laughs> were uh, installing a driftwood sculpture in Penticton in BC, and didn't want to make the entire trip back. Like it, it was it, it was a drag. Like. It took a while to install. We didn't get much sleep. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to do the whole trip back to Vancouver Island, man. So uh, Colin's like, oh, yeah, well, why don't we just, like, camp somewhere? I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea, great idea. So he suggested uh, Hope. Yeah, like, Hope. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. It's like, I, I don't I don't know why you said that. Uh, I've, I've just been there before, and it was, it's a beautiful spot. So it's just like, yeah, let's yeah, I, I've never been there either. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Camping adventure. All right. So, uh, yeah, we make the trip to Hope. We pull in, get some supplies. First on our list was some warmer clothing. We had brought our tent and everything, like a huge two-room tent that we set up at the client's uh, place in Penticton. So we had all our camping gear. We just didn't have any warmer clothing. And the weather, you know, I think this was late August. August. Yeah, August. end of August. So we were really, you know, the weather can change out here. So we stopped into the only thrift store in town, new to you. Grab some sweaters. Yeah, to grab some sweaters and maybe get some rain gear if, if they had any. So we're poking around the thrift store and I got this nice kind of wool coat. And uh, I go up to the counter, and the lady behind the counter, behind her, she there was a there was a UFO book, a series of UFO books, on the, on the back shelf there. I was like, oh, well, I've had some experiences in that, so I'm curious. And I asked her, uh, uh, what's with the UFO book? She's like, oh, my husband wrote it. Yeah, we, yeah, we live in town here, and and he wrote this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll buy a copy of that, you know. For some reading uh, on the camping trip. I don't know if you know the author uh, Jason Horsley. N not off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It was an interesting read. But yeah. So we got to talking about 
you know, abduction experiences and the trauma association associated with it and how it can lead to other things. It was a very interesting conversation. But the whole time, there's this old woman standing at the end, the very end of the counter, I guess, just listening to the conversation. I thought she was waiting in line. And so when the counter lady and I finished discussing, I was like, hey, you want to, like, we're looking for a, a free place to camp out here. Do you know of any spots? And she's like, um, uh, I don't really know. And then the old lady at the end of the counter pipes up, Union Bar Road. And she's just staring at me, looking at me. And I'm like, oh. And the, uh, the, the counter lady, I think it, her name is Michelle, actually. Uh, Michelle says, oh, right, Union Bar Road, of course. Trafalgar Flats, yeah, that's, that's a good spot. And I'm like, oh, cool, right on. So she proceeds to draw out directions on a, on a post-it. And the whole while, this old lady, she's, looked, she's maybe like four and a half feet tall, maybe five feet tall, like dark overcoat. It looks like an Eastern European. Like maybe Ukraine or Yeah, Ukrainian, Eastern Polish. European, Polish, Russian. She's just staring at me. And she's got this weird red, bright red mushroom-shaped mm. wig on her head. I was kind of taken aback when I first saw her. But the whole time Michelle was drawing out the directions, the lady was staring at me, and she said, it's in the bush. It's the bush. It's in the bush. And she kept on going like that for probably, like, I think she said it like four, five, maybe six times. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm trying, to, trying to be really polite. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's where we want to go. We want to go in the bush for some free camping. So I got the directions and got my coat and headed on out. And then Colin came up to the counter and go well, ahead. Okay, well, yeah, I came to the counter to get the sweater that I picked out. And she immediately, like, she was standing there the whole time. She, like, interrupted. Like, she's like, oh, sorry. And she pointed to this um, sweater like it's hanging up in the shop. It's all. It's like up in. Like it's. You have to get like something to take it off with a hook and stuff, right? And I was like next in line. She's like, no, I want to see this sweater that's just hanging there. By she, and, you mean well, the, the older woman? Yeah, the older. Yeah, woman. the older yeah. woman. She wanted to see the sweater. So then I'm like, okay. And then yeah, they went and looked at the sweater or whatever. I'm like, no, no worries, no worries, right? And then yeah, she's like, okay, she didn't want the sweater. She came back to the counter. And I'm like, oh, so did Alex find a place to camp? And she's like, yeah, she'll fill your flats, right? And when she said that, the old lady said herself, it's in the bush. It's in the bush. And she said this Looking like three you. times. And yeah. she was like, I was like, yep, yes, awesome, awesome, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going camping. That's perfect. Yeah, f uh, free camping, right? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, but so just the thing it was that she interrupted yeah. me to uh, get this coat off the shelf that, like, she's been sitting there forever. Staring I don't, at I don't know why time. she would say, like, she could have done that. I, I don't know how long she was there. Like, she, like, yeah. totally just, like, stepped in front of me yeah. on that. But yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> so, yeah, we, we headed out. We, we grabbed some groceries and stuff and, and went out to the flats. It, was, it took about half an hour. Really potholed logging road. And we got to the place that we thought, and it was quite 
crazy. Like I, I like we were taken aback. It was, I guess, a fishing camp. I assume it was uh, a First Nations fish, fishing camp. I think it, I think it was the First Nations Reserve. And there was tents and shacks and drying racks, old campers, um, old trucks. Dried out salmon. Yeah, on the, dried on the out. Rack. Yeah, salmon carcass, carcasses hanging garbage on the everywhere. rack. And there was garbage like everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Abandoned. Yeah, and we got in, and like the it was in such contrast to the the beauty of the place. At first, I was like, "Oh, ugh. but like looking at the Fraser River and the hills and the and the sand flats, I was just like, "Oh man, we gotta stay here. Like this is just too gorgeous." And I felt really comfortable there. I think you did too. Oh, of course. It yeah, was, it was a be- It's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It's absolutely spot. beautiful. Kirby loved it. He's ripping. Yeah, on the beach. brought my dog Kirby. We, yeah, and, we, yeah. yeah, so we parked the truck and just kind of looked around, went down on the beach and ran around with Kirby. But I was I was really like looking for recent signs of people being there because I don't want to step out on any anybody's toes, you know, being there. We're looking around for like recent signs of people being there. The only thing that we could see was like an old pack of buns. Uh, sitting on like a big pile of cans and the, the expiration date was like three weeks prior so we're like okay yep yeah, yeah it's all good so we poked around a bit more and we're yelling out for people you know hey hey is anybody here is anybody here and didn't hear anything so we're like oh yeah okay so we set up the tent on this really cool sand sandy plateau overlooking the river it was it was just awesome and I'm really like, I've had a lot of weirdness and strangeness in my life, very bizarre experiences. So I've kind of attuned myself to picking things up and looking and noticing, uh, because you never know what's going to pop up if there's, like, little weird things. So I'm always noticing my surrounding environment. We set up our tent, like, 20 feet in front of a picnic table. Uh, that was back in a ring of trees and one thing that I did notice because I was like when we got in there I was looking for signs of people being there one thing I did notice was that the picnic table was empty so there was nothing on the picnic table so we set up camp made a fire put some tunes on and I went back to the truck to get a drink and when I passed the picnic table there was something on it it was a half bottle of orange crush and two fresh green apples just sitting at the base of it that weren't there uh, previously they weren't there previously no no i have like absolutely 100 percent sure they weren't there and i was like colin did you put these apples on the table he's like no what are you talking about <laughs> like uh these weren't here before Oh, what are you talking about, man? No, yeah, and it was weird because, like, when we were in Picticton, the client actually said they would give us breakfast in the morning, and breakfast was, they brought out two bowls, and there was a couple of scones, scones? in there, and two and two, two green, green apples, apples yeah, so it was, like, <laughs> it, it just kind of, uh, it was, it piqued my interest that there was these two green apples there, so I'm like, okay, well, whatever, you know, it's just kind of bizarre, and I was so tired 
from the trip that are just like okay well i'll just set it out of mind and and we'll just uh we'll just relax and like what a gorgeous spot like just sitting there and there's trains going across the river and behind us and like it, it was just awesome so i went back up to the truck again and i noticed that nothing was on the top of the picnic table and the orange crush bottle was now on the seat of the picnic table and so i was like hey colin what you didn't move the apples did you he's like no (laughs) what are you talking about talking about i'm like well the apples aren't here anymore what and and you tried to say that it was like, well, yeah, the, like animal Kirby, or yeah, or there's an animal. I mean, like, uh, like I would, I wasn't thinking about like anything. Like it was just like, okay, I don't know, man. The apples, I don't know. There's obviously an animal in the area. Well, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't think there was animals. I was like, well, an animal wouldn't have put them there in the first place. Well, what so. about Kirby, right? What about Kirby? I, don't, I know Kirby doesn't like apples. So. <laughs> right? so, like, Kirby didn't touch the apples. Kirby didn't touch the apples. No, did, no, no. did you happen to notice if there were apple trees in the area? No, there was uh, no apple trees in the area. No, this was out on the Fraser River. It, it's, uh, dude, like. Yeah. There was a, there's an apple tree at the bottom of right on bo- bottom of Union Road. Remember that when those dogs chased us? Oh yeah, okay. There was apples there, man, on those trees, okay. dude. Okay, I didn't. That's I, not too far off. That's from not too we far were. off. Yeah. So somewhat close. There, are, somewhat there. close. Yeah, but not know. hanging over the picnic table, presumably. No, no, oh, no, gosh, no, no, no. This is like this is out in the bush. It's cedar. It's fir. It's ferns. It's moss. Oh yeah, it's no, like, there's yeah. no. Yeah, there's no there's no apple trees out there. Whatsoever. Three three k. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other house, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's it's three it's, or four it's down there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so a good way away. It's not like oh, these yeah. these apple trees were right beside the picnic table. Then, in other words, no, no. Okay. No. All right. So because I've I, you know I've listened to a lot of Sasquatch Chronicles mm-hmm. over over the past year and a half, ever since I like first discovered it. And also a lot of other podcasts like yours and Where Did the Road Go? And so I've, I've absorbed a lot of the weirdness that is associated with Sasquatch right. uh, interactions and particularly gifting, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this might be a gifting. I mean, we are in like a hot spot for Sasquatch sightings. There's been a lot of sightings around this area. So I was, I, I said to Colin like, Hey, you know, this might be, uh, might be some activity here. If things happen, just keep calm and, you know, whatever, just keep calm. And <laughs> I'm oblivious to all of this. <laughs> so, so you, like, Colin, before this, you, you weren't a big, like really into no. No, I mean, like I, I'd listened to a couple podcasts and stuff, but like no, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah, we we had listened to them together when when we were doing some work, and you know, it's it's fun, like just hanging out with the podcast and doing work. Sure, yeah, especially, especially with like the Bigfoot stuff and Sasquatch stuff, and like yeah. So I was like, yeah, I, I kind of told him about gifting, infrasound braiding poltergeist activity stuff like that yeah i just said hey yeah let's just chill out and hang out for the night if things happen things happen 
But I did actually buy a box of peaches in Penticton. And I was like, well, heck, I'm going to gift back. Why not? So I took two of the peaches and I put them on the picnic table beside, and I replaced the crush bottle. I put them on the picnic table. And I was like, well, I'll make another little gifting here. So I walk about 60 feet up the trail, like the, the drive, and found a stump on the side of the drive. And I put two there. Nothing really happened during the night. I checked on the peaches and there was no activity. We didn't get any like sounds or anything, just nothing. Went to sleep, woke up the next day, checked again a few times, nothing, no activity on the peaches. So I was like, okay, well, whatever, that was kind of weird. So we pack up, put the dog in the truck and pretty much ready to go. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to check on those peach stump, uh, the peach stump like one last time. So I walk up and as I'm walking up, I hear this sound off to my right. And it was like a, a thud on like wood. Like it, yeah, it sounded like somebody had like slapped a log. And I was like, whoa, what the, and so I'm like, List stopped, listened, okay, nothing more. So I walk 10 feet up to the peach stump, and the peaches are still there. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll walk back, and, and then we'll go. So we got in the truck, pulled out, and I was going to go up that drive. But at the last second, I just kind of like, nah, I'm going to go out to the right and check on, uh, and just drive by those tents again. And so I'm turning around, and then Colin was... Uh, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, look, look. <laughs> He's like, look, what the... And right where I had walked past, right in front of the peach stump, there was like an 18-inch stick standing straight out of the ground with the two green apples shoved onto it. One was halfway down the stick, and then one was sh like shoved on the, onto like the top. Yeah, like stuck onto the stick. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. And and they were fresh, like fresh, like they weren't browned. They weren't like they yeah. weren't brown. They were like. So we stopped. The, yeah, we stopped the truck. We looked at it. We're like, what the? Because I was just there. I had just walked past that spot. So this is two times in the last five minutes prior. So it's it kind of like whoa, what? Okay, so like somebody's here. So either yeah. this is like I don't know if they're. Like there's there's something there. I don't know. It's either somebody really weird. Just like you'd have to be pretty weird. To oh yeah. Weird. Like if this if this was a human, you'd have to be pretty damn bold to. I mean, and know. quick, dude, and, and quick, and, how, yeah. and like Kirby and Kirby. Like yeah. he's he's really like you know. Oh, Kir Kirby is super everybody that drives by the acreage. Yeah. He's he just barks like he yeah. he would know that, that somebody was there yeah, and he would lose it and there's he had, no way he had no he, he, yeah he was totally Nothing. calm the entire time but this stick was like so weird and i pulled it out of the ground we looked at it there was no browning on the apples like it was like super super fresh and so we put it back in took a picture and was like okay let's uh go <laughs> and, and you tried to reproduce this right because i think you sent me another yeah, picture yeah, it, yeah we, when we got home we had like a bag of apples pretty much yeah the same size and like i have all my driftwood in my shop right so i grabbed a stick an appropriate size stick and we tried to like shove them on 
and it's really actually really difficult. Like we went through like probably ten yeah, apples. Yeah, ten though. At least, yeah. yeah, like you can't just like stab a apple on a stick. Try it. Like it's yeah, it's really actually pretty freaking difficult. It's yeah, you split them all, more than oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most that, of, most of them the just split apart. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, so it, yeah, it took about like ten apples to actually create that effect. But what we had to do was put the apple on and like tamp it down with another piece of stick or something like that, and really like basically hammer the the thing on to get it all halfway down the stick. I mean, the the one on top was pretty easy, but yeah. So that yeah, that was that for uh, for that bizarre little encounter there with the apples and yeah it's it's crazy to think that yeah it wasn't us if there's something out there yeah there yeah something did that and, yeah, right, yeah. Some, some, with hands it, like something yeah. with hands That's just, something with hands obviously something with hands and it was communicating with us whatever it was i mean if it was something else that's cool i i really I really couldn't see that it was it was a person, right? Doing it because I mean that would have been crazy. Like we're two we're two guys with a dog with a dog. Who who who's gonna run up twenty feet away from the tent and put these apples there and then run up again and take them away? And especially and then, ha- not have the dog react. Yeah, it's it's exactly yeah 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 yeah. We didn't we didn't hear anything like. I heard, I heard a few things in the morning before I, when I first got up that morning, I heard these weird chirping sounds in the forest that I couldn't really pinpoint from any mammal or bird. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with wildlife around here. Yeah, I'm a wildlife enthusiast out here, so I know my animal sounds in the woods, mm-hmm. right? But this one was, this one was different. It was, yeah. But yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't really envision it being a person doing that. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it made more sense to me that it was not a person doing that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very bold, very quick person. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. And quiet. Yeah. 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 Super quiet. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean. Yeah. I. I understand. So then you came back to this. Was it the same area you came back to? Yeah same area we wanted to go back because the, the apples kind of felt like an invitation it, it felt almost. like communication like yeah it, it wasn't like a i don't know it wasn't a negative thing it was no like, no it, 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 was it, had a, it was an invitation almost yeah it had this kind of playful quality to it sure this, yeah. the communication like oh here's some apples oh there they are you know and then apples on a stick and it just yeah, it had this really like, and we. How could you not go back? Like, yeah, how could yeah? I mean, hey, on? there's a mystery. Like, no, I've never experienced anything. Yeah, like that. Like, yeah, I let's, mean, let's get in the there, mystery man. machine and go. <laughs> go right. Check, right. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So we we had in mind to 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 go back there. Uh, it it took about a month for us to actually do that. Uh, in between, we we did the Sasquatch sculpture, which was super fun, and then uh, yeah, we had. I had another delivery to do uh, in Vancouver. So I'm like, hey, yeah, let's go. Colin, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Let's see what's, uh, <laughs> see what's shaking. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we did the delivery and then went out to the flats. And where we, oh, yeah, we stopped. It was like 830 at night, 730, 
eight o'clock at night. It was it was pitch dark, raining, but we wanted to kind of start off in the news in, in the old spot there. So we got there, uh, set up the tent, made a fire, uh, put some music on, and just set about the night. Uh, within fifteen minutes of us being there. Hey, look, going going back, like our intentions of going there. Oh yeah, the intentions. Yeah, like our that's intentions. super important. Yeah, 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 go, yeah, go yeah, yeah. Intention was kind of key. We weren't out there looking for Sasquatch or hunting Sasquatch. Or our intention was, hey, we're just gonna go out. We're gonna do some camping, probably two or three days, fishing, fishing, and just like have a good time. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, then it happens. Then it is it yeah. what it is. Then right? it is what it is. But uh, yeah, that was that was one of the intentions, and also one of the guidelines that I kind of set up prior to the trip was don't do any whoops. Uh, wood knocks, hollers, or anything. We're just there to have yeah. fun, and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because I don't, I don't agree with the whole whooping and wood knocking and hollering mm-hmm. thing. I find it kind of ignorant because we really don't know what those things mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I can do a pretty good raven impression, and I used to like kind of talk with the ravens. And I, I used to call them over and they'd look at me and we'd be talking back and forth. But I, I quit that years ago because I'm like, I have no idea what I'm saying to you. <laughs> like, I've, yeah. And like, I, I could be really pissing you off right now. <laughs> like, it could be gibberish. Uh, yeah. So that was, yeah, that was one of the, that was one of the guidelines to, to, uh, prior to the trip. So yeah, we were out there and within like, I don't know, 15 minutes of setting up the fire and setting up the camp. Uh, we sat down and there was a huge branch crack, probably about 20 feet back in the clearing there. And it was really calm. There was no rain. There was no wind. But this was like a significant branch crack, probably, I would say, like an inch. It sounded like an inch thick diameter branch. And there was no, like there was trees there, but I don't know. Could have been a branch falling falling from the tree. There was no wind or anything. But there, yeah, yeah, you know, there's yeah. no animals. Oh, yeah, it was so calm. I don't know. I, I kind of went like, "Ooh, what the hell?" Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, "Ah!" Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he had this look on his face. Fifteen minutes in, yeah, and we're like, "Oh, in. we're already here." Oh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, just calm down. Oh, oh yeah, just like the intention of the trip. We're just here to have fun. Yep. And just like camp and yeah, whatever. Just don't worry about it. Just calm down. Yeah, just ignore it. Essentially, ignore it. Let's see. We also had some really strange smells coming to camp that night. Like, we didn't really connect it. We were both smelling it, but the second time it came in, that's when I was like, What's that smell? And Colin's like, Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've been smelling that too. And it, and it really, it smelled horrible. It was like this honey smelling, like, diarrhea smell. Yeah, I smell the feces. Yeah feces but there was this like really sweet quality to it i I'd never smelled anything like that before and it was definitely coming outside from outside the camp hmm. yeah so it wasn't uh, the dead meat or skunk kind of smell that a lot of people describe no 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 it was more of a feces smell mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was yeah but very sweet too it was like 
Yeah, I've never smelled anything like that. Yeah, it was like, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like ripe. It was. It yeah, was, it was ripe. It was. It was yeah. yeah, it was definitely noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else really happened that evening. No, no, there was nothing that evening. But we wanted to check out this other spot upriver because we checked out on satellite and it looked like there was this really cool clearing and the road going there. So we wanted to check that out the next day. So we did pack up the next day. But I knew that there was like really bizarre shanty cabins up the trail, upriver. And I asked Colin, I was like, hey, man, do you want to go see those shanty cabins that I saw last Yeah, because we've been talking about them. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I slept in that, that morning, so you went and took Kirby for a walk, and you'd found those, yeah. and I'd never seen them. And, uh, yeah, I was I was interested. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, oh, yeah, it was because it it's bizarre, Bizarre. Right? It's totally bizarre. Yeah, Totally yeah. bizarre. Just, like, garbage everywhere. It's just, like, it looked like a slum, you know. So, yeah, we walk in there. And I know not to disturb anything because I've gone through experiences before and I've learned my lesson. Colin was it, is a little innocent in that regard. And uh, in retrospect, I kind of I, I should have been a little more aware of that. While we were checking out these like shanty huts, I went off to look at another one. And Colin was drawn inside. Do you want to take it from there? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, like, whoa, what is this place? Uh, yeah, it's just, like, all these shanties, like, just um, garbage everywhere. And, like, I'm looking in these things. I'm curious, but it's, like, so weird. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And, like, I looked in this one place, and it had, like, all these books and stuff. And then there was, it looked like a degree on the wall. So I'm like, no way. And I, like, walked in. And I, like, walked inside, right? Like, I past the threshold past the threshold I, I i was like looking and it's like oh it's just a trucker certificate or something so i kind of laughed and then i looked over and there was like i thought it was like a 30 odds or 30 30 shell and i'm like oh i picked it up and i thought it was a 30 odd six shell and then and then i looked over and i seen this basket uh i don't know i'm like into <clears> like you know weaving weaving baskets stuff like that's that's cool stuff so i was like oh no way and it was like a handmade basket so i picked it up and as soon as i did it like um all these beads spilled out and uh this dream catcher and i was like whoa so i like picked up the dream catcher and it had like this silver silver bear on it and i was like oh cool i was like oh i'm gonna show this to alex like this is kind of really cool right basket and stuff and then i like and just as i was leaving i was like i don't feel good about it and i <laughs> literally like tossed it and it, like bounced off the floor and i was just like oh I just felt really weird about it. And as soon as I came out, Alex was like, hey, dude, look at this structure. So it was so crazy. It's like 30-foot uh, cedar posts. There's four of them. And then uh, there's like stairways up it. And then there's like um, – on top. There's actually, yeah, the, the square, um, you know, galvanized steel like – caged around it and a door and then like two seats it looks like some weird lookout oh it's so weird and it was all rotten because i was gonna go like check it out or like climb it or something and then i just got this feeling uh sorry that's okay (laughs) (laughs) no i I, oh but yeah i was had this feeling and it was basically the same time we're like we gotta go yeah i'm like i can't stay here dude we gotta go so, so yeah. the, the, were there just like the doors were just open on these shanties? Or oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like everything is knocked down. Everything's almost fallen over, rotten. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, just like years and years of garbage, no floor space, just it's just stuff everywhere. That's kind of creepy, though, right? Like, oh, it's, it's yeah, eerie. it was it's very, very eerie. eerie. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, I mean, yeah. was there a worry that someone would come home? You know, was it did did it look that recently occupied, or could you? Oh no, no, not uh, at all. No, oh, okay, it was, it no, was in an abandoned place for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I couldn't see anybody actually ha- ha- habitating that. Okay. Yeah. And but, describe this cage structure again. I'm just, it's just interesting. Yeah, it was probably about thirty thirty five feet tall, jutting out from the yeah, cedar poles, the hill, and then just framed up about eight feet, and then three stories. Yeah, three and then stories. like stairs going up it, and yeah. then yeah, just a yeah, this like viewing platform with it like, looked like a lookout, an old wire lookout. cage around it, yeah, with two empty a chairs, of chairs in there. Yeah, uh, I, I, I couldn't really. It's a lot of work for like making something like that. It's I don't know just what a that lookout. I don't, I don't even know what it's for. I don't know what that's for. Yeah, but we said yeah, we started feeling like really heavy, like something was something was there. Mm-hmm. I knew something was there. I'm like, dude, we gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. I I, I knew that yeah. immediately. I've never felt anything like this in my like. I've never felt anything like this. It felt like an anxiety attack, like times ten. Yeah. It, it was just. It was so <clears throat> super heavy. It was on me, and like all all I did was just like we just went back yeah, to the we camp, booked it out of there, back to the camp. Well, <clears throat> you were starting to go with the truck. I went down to <clears throat> to the river, and uh, yeah, I literally. Walked in even with my shoes and like started putting water in my head. Like, yeah, this is. Weird. And I'm like, oh, that's a good weird. idea. This is so weird. yeah, this is I weird. go down to the river too. It's almost like cleansing. It was yep. just like, and take then, my hat um, off and like splash Alex, water over. Uh, Introduce that mantra that you. Yeah, yeah. Um, only the light manter because I was pretty, pretty adamant that we were being attacked by I had no idea by a by an entity. So I I introduced Colin to this mantra that i know only the light may enter and is, so this, a, we, is this a personal mantra or is this something you learn somewhere uh it's something i learned yeah mm-hmm. from a friend. yeah but i use it mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i started saying it repeating it over and over and over colin couldn't really say it at first though he was like oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh like he was having a really hard time saying it wow uh, but within like three minutes or something like that we were both chanting it together and just like yeah we did some more washing with the with the river water and and we felt better after that so, so. you just instinctively went to the river i did yeah. man i yeah. uh i went straight for the river i don't know i had my shoes on and everything man and i just uh stepped into the river and just started putting water over my head like i've never felt that <laughs> feeling it was it was just super super heavy and uh i don't know why, but that's that's what I did. I'm glad you did that because that was, I mean, oh, that helped. Oh, it did. Oh, it yeah. Did. I I felt, uh, and then after the the mantra, like, and not being able to get it out, like, not even being able to see those words. Yeah. Oh, it was scary. Like, yeah. That was just like the first part of the. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm not. So yeah, we we booked it out of there after that. We felt better. Uh, got in the truck and uh, I think we went. I, to... I, I felt good after yeah, that. I felt yeah. good, and we went to town, and yeah, we weren't going to let that hinder our trip because you know we were here to do like we yeah. were there for like three days. Yeah, so that's yeah, what yeah, we were yeah, doing for three days. So. Yeah. yeah, so we, yeah, so we went home. to town, got some more supplies, and then went back to that the other spot 
that I had seen on uh, on the map there. And we drove in, and we were just like, oh, oh, this is the spot. This is like, it's a nice, like, clear campsite overlooking the river. There's this, like, huge rock island in the middle of the river. Just, like, gorgeous, gorgeous spot. And, uh, yeah, so we set up, uh, set up camp there. That night that we were there, there was only a couple of things that happened. We started smelling a new smell that came into the camp. It wasn't like the old smell, but we definitely smelt it two times. And we smelt it the same, or we, we smelt it at the same time. Uh, it, was, it was more of a pungent, like, sour fecal odor, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. Do you use it again? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Dif- but so, different from the previous. Oh, yeah, de- definitely different from the previous. Yeah. But still the same in that it just wafted into camp. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd be smelling nothing but like campfire smoke and, and fresh air. And then all of a sudden it'd be like, whoa. What no, that? no, but literally look at each other. Yeah, like, look at each other. Smell. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. You smell like you smell yeah, it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. There we go. like what yeah (laughs) i was one time with a a friend of mine in an area we like to go to and i walked through it was a literal wall of stink now this was that like i said that kind of skunky dead animal smell but it was so bizarre because you could walk through it and get through it and not smell it and turn around and walk back through it again we did it several times it was i've never Uh isn't that i've i've heard several accounts of that yeah I've yep. never experienced like a that. Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. just this section of air that 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 stank, yeah. and then we could walk through it and out of it. It was really weird, but yeah. anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. Okay, next day, I guess. Yeah, next day we cutting were firewood. cutting firewood. We we brought like half a truck of half a truckload of wood, but it was kind of going fast. So we we're like, okay, let's get out the tools and start getting some wood. So Colin was chopping some wood. Yeah, probably 100 yards from camp. 100 yards from camp. Yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden I just heard this uh, this vocal. I've never heard it before. It was like a, sounded like a duck. That's, that's poor words, but it sounded like a duck, but with syllables because it was, I've never heard a bird. Like, it's there was five syllables. Uh, syllables. It was uh, like, mena, mena, wa. Mena, 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 wa. It was just like, whoa, what was that? Yeah. And that was coming over from the train track. Right, yeah, which yeah. was 300 yards from us. 300 yards. Yeah. yeah. So, or sorry. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Colin came back. To, he came back. back he came down to camp and he's like, oh, man, I hear this weird noise. And he's like, it's like a duck, but it had syllables. And I'm like, what? Okay. So you just heard that once? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you before or since heard heard the you know the recordings of what they called like the samurai chatter and stuff like that? We were actually listening oh to gosh, that yeah. the yeah. other day. I had heard that previously. It did not sound like the samurai chatter like mm-hmm. but some of the previous ones where the two are talk are like jibber jabbering back and forth. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa. Oh, that's, whoa it just yeah give me chills that little section right there where it's like it was like whoa yeah. so it did have in common with that with the the sierra sounds say yes definitely yeah wow for sure for sure yeah and i i ended up hearing it myself uh, but you didn't know this at the time 
No, I didn't know this at the time. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Well, I, I had heard the Sierra sounds before, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I didn't make the any connection until actually actually ago. just a couple nights ago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it was such a it was such a bizarre sound to hear. I, I ended up hearing it the next night. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And yeah, it's absolutely bizarre. If let's say it was saying something, we don't know that. But let's say, so do you think it was saying the same word or series of words each time? No, no, no. Okay, so it kind of changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it changed for me, and I but think it changed for same. you. It's it was still, it was the, still same the same vocalization. vocalization. Yeah. Had the yeah. same character, but different yeah. utterance, say. Yeah, yeah, yes. definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else happened that night, right? No, no, nothing. Yeah. Nothing else happened that night. And then the next day, we had actually brought some green apples. because was like, okay, well, yeah, let's, we'll do some communication. We'll, we'll do some gifting back like we did with the peaches so the next day probably about noon or so i'm like hey man you want to uh, yeah let's go do a go do a gifting well we plan to at least hike the you know the train track yeah and just like just go around yeah just, just go have around a hike and have a hike and it's beautiful yeah. oh beautiful yeah place gorgeous gorgeous place so yeah we uh we went up to the rail line to where colin had heard the the vocalization hopped over the rail line hopped over the service road and went about another hundred feet until we came up against this big, like, mossy cliff or embankment. And there was this really cool stump there. So, yeah, I took out my two apples, put them on the stump. And I also had a couple of little chocolate bars. And I put those there as well. And I basically just put my hands up and said to the said to the embankment, here's some gifts for you. And, yeah, we just kind of walked off. Yeah, yeah, but you were you wanted to climb well, the yeah. embankment, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colin's a climber. He's uh, you've done what, like seventy? Yeah, I've done seventy-two or... peaks in the Canadian Rockies. Wow. Uh, I did yeah. ice climbing, trad climbing, you know, mountaineering, glacier. Like, um, yeah. I, so I wanted to just say that I, I didn't go out into the woods and just scare myself. Um, <laughs> uh, like, no, I mean. Still you, today, in the last you, couple of days, yeah. I've been out in the bush. I mean, like I'm, I'm not. I didn't go up to scare. Like I didn't no, no. go and scare myself. No, no, no. And you and you know where you are at all times. Oh my right? god! Like, right? Exactly. Yeah. This was 300 yards from camp when yeah. the actual store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you didn't feel like climbing the embankment. For oh some right. Yeah, yeah. No, I just actually said I was going to. And you were I, going to. Yeah, and I'm like, oh no, maybe I shouldn't for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we did the gifting. Uh, we headed back to camp and just hung around and enjoyed the view, made some dinner and whatnot. And I think it was about 7.30 that night that I was... you just gotten back? Yeah, I had just gotten back because I went to town again. Uh, and Colin had some like uh, solo time near the campfire. And you were like, oh, yeah, I want... Well, It'd okay. be nice for you to have some solo time. Well, I mean, yeah, too, like so. um, I, I had uh, spent an hour because you forgot your wallet and you had to oh, go yeah. back and then you had to go <laughs> back. So I, I had like a good hour, maybe yeah. yeah, a good hour, and it was just it's the Fraser River. It's so beautiful, and I was just like had the music going. And I was just it was it was it's beautiful, and uh, I was just like you know yeah, um, Alex was talking to a good friend, yeah, and uh, I just thought you know give him some privacy and uh, yeah, I, I just yeah I'm gonna go 
we were going to take pictures on the whole thing about, like, we were going to have fun with that, but I was going to go take some pictures of the apples. Yeah. Yeah. So you went off to go go see the apples. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. But your headlamp, like, the stereo had died, so we put your batteries from oh, in the headlamp. your headlamp in yeah. the stereo. And so, so I was like, headlamp. So I was so like, here, can, yeah. I didn't have mine, so you gave yeah, yours. So I gave you the only headlamp. Right. Um, okay, so just because this is strange, familiar, as I have to ask, did, did the batteries die naturally, or do you, did they seem to die prematurely? Actually, you know what? Now that I think about that, those batteries have been in there. They've been going for a good long time. So uh, ever since I've had that stereo, but they died right then. So yes, I see where you're going with that, for sure. But they could have died. I mean, it could have been natural. They uh, they I mean, could have died naturally. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, because it's been forever. No, they were not fresh batteries. Okay. All right. That was, that was uh, okay. Yeah, that was an opportune little s- spot for them to die in, because then we only had one he- headlamp. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes into play. Right. For sure. Colin was gone for like a good 40 minutes or so. Yeah, I went for a walk. Go I, kind, I kind of forgot about him. He went, he went for a walk to find the apples. I was just messaging my friends. So I didn't even think about him. And then I hear some whoops. Whoop, 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 whoop. And I bolt up. I was like, what the... Then I was like, oh, it's Colin's voice. Oh, God. So I thought he was just like being funny or wanting to know the way back to camp. So I started yelling back at him, hey, hey, over here, and just jesting. (laughs) And within seconds, his voice turns into pure terror. And he's screaming my name. Alex! Alex! And I'm like, oh, stuff just got real. And I instantly went into crisis mode and hopped in the truck. I reversed really fast and bolted down the trail to where I, I thought I had heard him. So your purpose for getting in the truck was because you didn't have a headlamp at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have a headlamp, so I wanted to get as close as I could as fast as possible. And I stopped, turned the truck off, I honked, 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 and was yelling out out the window. uh, And I could still hear him screaming my name. I've never heard anybody like that before. I've, I've never heard that terror in anyone's voice. And I yelled at him, Colin, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. And that was at the point where I heard him yelling, F you, F off. And I'm like, I can't go in there because I don't have a headlamp. If I go in this way, I think things are going to get worse. So... The only safe route that I felt was the train tracks, which was a kilometer down the road. So I slammed the truck into gear, 60 kilometers down this winding trail. It was pretty darn unsafe, but (laughs) I was just thinking about, like, Colin, and I just got to get to him 
as fast as I possibly can and as safe as I possibly can. Uh, the whole time I'm going down the trail, I'm honking my horn, honking my horn, letting him know that I'm coming. I get down, it's about a kilometer to where the train, the trail actually meets the tracks. And I skidded up to the tracks, uh, honked my horn again, and leapt out of the truck and yelled for him again. And I could hear him a kilometer away, like screaming, still screaming my name. And so I am... I just book it. I start running as I think that's the fastest I've ever ran before. And this was on train tracks too. So (laughs) it wasn't the best running track, but I was just booking it. And the whole time I'm running as fast as I can, I'm yelling, I'm yelling for Colin. I'm, I'm screaming that I'm coming. And I'm also yelling at the top of my lungs. Only the light may enter leave him be and just that over and over and over again i get about halfway i think halfway and i'm yelling for him again i'm yelling for him again and i can't hear him and worry starts to creep in and really kind of bad thoughts and i'm like no i'm not going there i'm not going there i thought i thought the the worst had happened. So I just put that out of mind and, and kept on going, kept on going. And I'm going up those tracks. It's pitch dark out. I can't see anything. I've got, I've got no headlamp, but at least I've got the rails to guide me. And yeah, I am running. I'm running. I'm running. I still can't hear him. I still can't hear him. And then all of a sudden I hear these defeated cries and I see his headlamp. I see the headlamp. I'm like, God, yes. Okay. So I slow down. I'm like, Colin, I'm here. I'm here. It's okay. I'm here. And as I'm walking up, Colin yells at me. You want to take that one? Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I kind of want to go through my experience. Because... Yeah, yeah. I want, I want to get yeah. what, what wanna, you're going I, through this whole time. So. Okay, should we drop it there then? Well, Stop my experience. No, there, no, yeah. no, no. See what you... Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, why don't you so, say what you heard and then we'll, we'll go okay, back and we'll, so, we'll see what Colin was going so through the whole time. Yeah. I'm looking down. The grade is like six feet and he's basically on his knees and hands and knees in the bush just like, like defeated cries. And I'm like, Colin, I'm here. And he looks up and he yells, are you Alex? And I'm like, what? He's like, are you Alex? And I'm like, yes, yes. My name is Jamie Alexander Whitcomb. I'm your friend. And he, at that point, he's just like, oh, you know, just like just absolutely come, defeated. Come, oh, just, done. Yeah. just hit yeah. my knees, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange Familiars is brought to you by our patrons. If you'd like to help us continue to make Strange Familiars, if you enjoy the content we make and you want to hear more Strange Familiars, consider becoming a patron at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. 
For $3 a month, you can get extra shows. We do at least one full extra show for our patrons every month. We try to do more than that. There are different levels of support there as well if you want to get t-shirts, pins, stickers, and more. Go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Of course, I want to thank all of our patrons. Without the patrons, there would be no Strange Familiars. So thank you for your continued support. If you want to make a one-time contribution to the show, in the show notes at strangefamiliars.com, there is a paypal.me link. You can click that link and send any amount you'd like. You just have to change the last number after the slash to whatever number you want. We have it set at 25, but you can make it more or less. But as always, the best way to support Strange Familiars is from our Patreon, patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. At this point in the recording, we took a break and we stepped away from the computer. I went to get a drink and Alex and Colin went to take a break as well. But we left the recorders running and this showed up on their end. They were recording on their end as I was recording on mine. And they got what appears to be an EVP on their recording. Again, I couldn't hear it on mine. I I listened for it on my recording as well, but it seems like it only came up on theirs. The voice that seems to whisper, Alex. It's very strange. At this time, we were all away from our respective computers. Alex and Colin were recording together at one computer. They had stepped away from theirs. I had stepped away from my computer where I was recording. So we don't know who or what this is, but it says Alex almost certainly. I'll play a longer clip of the break, and you can hear the EVP kind of whispered at the end. And he, at that point, he's just like, oh, you know, just like just absolutely crump, crump, defeated. Oh, just, done. Yeah. just hit yeah. my knees, done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tim, can uh, we take a quick pause? Yeah, sure thing. Okay. Uh, just a washroom break? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Yeah, I'll get a drink this time. Okay. And now I'll just play the EVP itself three times. So you can hear that whispered Alex, it says. Not only were we away from our respective computers, but Alex was just pointing out that his story kind of ended there with him talking about how Colin was calling his name, Alex, over and over again. So it's an interesting time for an EVP of his name to pop up there. And now we'll go back to Alex and Colin with their story. Colin, let's go back and hear your part of the story, if you don't mind. Like, So you went off to... To see the apples. Yeah, to to Uh, check the apples. So, um, yeah, Alex got back and he was talking to his friend and... Yeah, so I just decided I was going to go take a picture of the apples. I was just going for a walk. It's it's literally like 300 feet. It's not very far at all. So I got to the train tracks, 
and which I thought was like where it was. I you have to dip into this, you know, this muddy like pit and then jump over it and then go into the woods and then you go to where the cliff face is, right? Like it's right there. The first time I went in there, I was just like, oh, where the heck are they? I couldn't find them. So then I came back and then I, I was sitting at the train tracks and had a beer and a smoke and I was just, you know, just killing time and like it was an it's a beautiful spot, man. Like it's just, it was, it was awesome. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, no, I gotta get the picture of the apples, man. Like I gotta get the picture. So I'm like, ah, I'll go back in there. They gotta be like right there. They're right there, right? Okay, <clears throat> right. So then I do the whoops. Like, okay, so I was drinking, and this is all like new to me. This is, this is, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's different, man. It's super different. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess I was drinking, and I was, I don't know, maybe feel cock cocky like i mean like i was just like whatever and so i i yelled back to uh alex and did the whoops right and uh i guess he he answered me back but i didn't hear him and then i went to look for the apples so that was my mistake <laughs> <laughs> so within minutes i heard the duck chatter um like i was just walking in the bush it, it wasn't very long like i just gotten in there and i heard this like what I heard earlier, the mena mena like the mena mena like it was. Was it the same syllables though? No, no, no. It, well, it was yeah, just like mena yeah, or something, yeah. but it was the same. It was like the same vocalization. Yeah. I kind of fifteen feet away, right? Yeah, it was fifteen feet away, and it was like right there. I couldn't see even with my headlamp, and I just like I kind of just was like, oh, and I I wasn't out there. I didn't scare myself going out in the bush. Since then, I've been out in the bush. And I'm not. You know, like I didn't scare myself. It was, it was something, man. It so was, it, uh, when this sounded off with the, the, the chatter sound, it sounded 15 feet away is what you're saying. It sounded close. Yeah, we, yeah, it was right there. So <laughs> I immediately just turned around and started walking. When I heard twigs snap and, like, I heard the bush leaves and, like, I heard something there. There's something there, right? And uh, so I started walking faster. And then I'm like, you know... After this, I, I started, like, running a little bit quicker, and I heard Alex's voice. I'm like, oh, okay, like, he's off the phone now. He, he came back, and so I heard Alex's voice, so 30 I... 30 feet away. Right? Yeah, about 30 yeah. feet away. So I'm like, okay, well, there's Alex. I was just like, oh, dude, I'm going to tell him, whoa, I just heard that same thing. So I run up there, and there's nothing there, and the adrenaline, like, coursing through me. I was like, whoa, there's nothing there, like... I just heard Alex. All of a sudden, okay, this is a trick. Okay, so it was like a vibrational impact. It was like, okay, so to the right of me, it was like 15 feet to the right of me. It was like zoop, like this, oh, this like zoop, like this vibrational. And then uh, not even a second later in front of me, 15 feet over, zoop. And then out to the left of me, zoop. So it was just like boom, boom, like zoop, zoop, zoop. And it was like vibrational and it just brought me to my knees. And I'm like. So it's a a sound you're hearing. And a vibration and a feeling in this like. Okay, so when this happened, it was like zoop, zoop, zoop. Just like boom, boom, boom. It was like something like that's not humanly possible. That's not any animal that was in. In other words, it wasn't something being thrown no, no, it was like 45 feet because like 
is 15 feet to my right and then to, to in front of me to the left of me. And this is in seconds. So 45 feet just woof, woof, woof. And everything that I experienced earlier, I was just like, this is supernatural, man. I, it was either a witch or like it was uh, Sasquatch. Like, I mean, like something was really like it, 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 it scared the hell out of me, man. And it brought me to my, my knees and I, I mustered up and I got got to my feet and I ran the opposite direction and I'm looking for the train tracks. I mean, they're not far, man. I just went in there and I could not find them. And I was running. I don't know how long I was running, man. Uh, I, I don't know how, good, like, how long I was running because he took a, like a while to, bro. like he had to run the whole track. So I'm running and all of a sudden I hear this thrashing behind me and all the foliage or the foliage, like all the all the branches and the trees and the, like the leaves and everything, it was just getting closer and closer. It was like, like it was coming towards me and it's right behind me and it's 10 feet above me. So I can hear my footsteps. I can hear that's me. I don't hear footsteps. All I hear are the trees rustling above me. Like it's right behind me. It's 10 feet up. It's following, and I'm just like, I think I'm going to get, like, run over, torn apart. I mean, like, I know the bush, man. Like I, I, like I said, I'm a climber since I was 14 years old. I've been, you know, I've hunted since I was seven. I've, you know, all this stuff. You, you, you know this. Like, it's just, and this thing was right behind me, and I fell because I was running. Like, I didn't care what was hitting me, anything. I was running as fast as I could, and I wasn't, I wasn't, like, ah. Oh. I don't know. It's hard to say, man. Uh, but I mean, I fell and then I just let out. I just belted out like F U F off. Like I, I thought I was just going to get steamrolled by something like this was when you stopped. I, I thought it was it a, stopped. Yeah. And yeah. then that's when I heard you honking. Yeah. And then I'm like, OK, I heard Alex. I'm going to run to Alex. So I started running that way and I'm still totally totally lost like where where are the train tracks where are the train tracks i mean i like why can't i find them like i'm just it was the most frightening thing i've ever been through in my life i've worked the rigs i've almost died on the rigs I, like um i climb i've almost died climbing like i mean this was the most intense thing i've ever been through in my life and i thought alex was that way so finally i'm running and i like i alex said he found me on the left side of the tracks. Yeah. But the apples were on the right. I, I never found the train tracks. Yeah. Like I like I never found the train tracks. But apparently like maybe I was so frightened that it wasn't like that. No. I never found the tracks. Mm -hmm. And I was on the left side of the of the tracks. Anyways, I, I heard him and that's when I was like, oh, are you Alex? Because I finally finally heard him. Because I'd already been fooled once before. And I was like, oh, are you Alex? And then I knew it was Alex. And you know what? Right then, all that energy, all the terrifying, like, whatever was going on was gone. And, like, we literally walked the train tracks back. Yeah. And then <laughs> you you started right in. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just and I'm like, no, 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 no. Shut up, man. Shut yeah. up, man. Just, like, let's get back to camp. Let's get back to camp. Yeah. So, yeah, we walked the train tracks. And it was odd that he was behind me with the headlamp because this cast a like dark lumbering shadow in front of me that 
looked very much like <laughs> right Sasquatch. right yeah yeah we, it took it took forever it seemed to take forever to get back to the truck we finally did hopped i'm in. just like how did you find me how did you find me like all my screams and stuff i don't i didn't think we're being heard i didn't think alex could hear me like after oh. i after i heard his truck i i really didn't think any like i was just being chased through the woods but we oh man we figured that i guess you're just getting escorted out that's I, that's kind of what it seemed like to so me anyways the, the one time when you when you thought you heard him or when you did hear him and it wasn't him he wasn't there right do you remember did he say something specific no i just knew it was alex like over here it was just something that uh okay alex is there and then I ran to, I, I like, you know, I booked yeah. it over there. It's 30 feet away. So I'm like, and then when it wasn't Alex, then it was that, mm-hmm. that, yeah. Soup, soup, Yeah. And just, I knew it was supernatural, man. And when I came back to camp, I said, that was a witch. That was a, like, I, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> well, I, he was after... so agitated when we got back to camp. He's just like walking around in a circle. He's just like, holy God. Like, I mean, that uh, was the most terrifying thing ever. That oh, was man. either a Sasquatch or a god witch, man. Oh, man. Holy it calmed down as soon as we got back to camp. Though. It was. It was, a, it was a safe spot. So it was a safe spot. Yeah. With like just yeah. doing grounding and just, like that, I I felt yeah. totally comfortable. Yeah. But as soon as we got back to camp, yeah, dude. Oh, what the the noises? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we got back to camp, and I'm like, sit down, have a beer, We'll make, I'll make you some food, because that's going to make you feel better, All right? I made, started making some soup for us, and Colin related his whole experience, right? And he was exhausted, obviously. He'd just gone through this hellish traumatic experience. Sure, and, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, oh, I, I got nothing left, I'm going to bed. And he, well, moment... You're... No, I I we I heard the oh the crash, crash. oh yeah crash. oh yes okay okay not soon after we, we actually didn't even get to the fire when before we heard the crash oh okay I thought we were sitting down okay I I don't even remember getting yeah. to camp before we <laughs> I remember getting out of the truck and hearing that and being right. like what is so that? yes okay in any case we're back at camp and from the rail line we hear a couple of sounds. It doesn't sound like a train or anything like that. It's like this. Oh, we forgot about the train, too. Um, True. Yeah. Let's go back to that, if I could. When I got Colin back off onto the tracks, when I first found him, we walked about 30 seconds. And then I noticed a southbound coming train. And so I kind of led him off to a safe spot. And the train went by. It was a super long train. And it was so intense to experience that close. We're probably, what, 15 feet away or something like that? Oh, not even. Yeah, not even. But one of the noises, like, really stuck out to us in particular. And, and we, we noticed this after when we got back to Hope for oh, breakfast. We were having breakfast. Yeah, yeah, because the zoop noises came up. I'm like, well, what about the zoop noises? And when this train passed, the noise that happened between the cars was the same noise that <laughs> zoop, 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 yeah. zoop, zoop. Hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah, just a backtrack. Were you just were you up against like like why couldn't you get further away? I guess were you up against brush or were you up against rock or what? Uh, We yeah, we were just at the edge of the forest. Yeah, because we were we're gonna cross. Yeah. As soon as we were gonna cross, we seen a train. So then we had to wait for this huge long train to go by. Yeah. So we we didn't want to go back in the woods. I didn't want to lead him into the woods. Right, and then which obviously compromised your hearing too, so you can't hear what's going on around you. With yeah, the train going right by. That's got to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a cool experience to. to <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, yeah. So, okay, back at camp, he tells his story. Colin tells his story, and after he tells his story, we hear these noises coming from the rail line, and it's like, and then this unbelievably huge crash it sounded like an accident a twisted metal oh like it was in it was so loud and we're whoa what the hell was was that that, and i it sounded like there had been an accident but there was no trains like we didn't hear any trains we just hear these like and then boom crash And nothing after that. Complete silence. Like, what was that? Yeah. What the hell was that? And in any other case, I'd be like, oh, my God, there was an accident. Let's go help. uh, Yeah, Yeah. let's go help. But after that, what we just experienced, I kind of had this little feeling that, no, you shouldn't go out there. So I didn't. And I didn't hear any other noises until after well, I went to sleep. Yeah, I ate my soup. I was exhausted from the day. I was just, I was done. And I went to sleep. Yeah, as soon as your head did the pillow, I heard oh, you man. snoring, man. Yeah, yeah, I was done. So, yeah, I'm sitting there after Colin's asleep, probably for about 20 minutes. I'm just doing some writing by the fire. And... I hear the duck noise coming from just north by the train tracks. And it sounded like... And is that the first time you had heard it? That's the first time I had heard it, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, that's a duck noise. Holy crap. Pretty much right after that, maybe 30 seconds, me, yeah, I think it was 30 seconds... I start hearing the grinding of metal near the train tracks. Like, I'm like, what is going on? So I get up out of my chair and I'm listening to this grinding metal sound for about probably about three, four minutes near the train tracks. And you can like see the train tracks too. Like it's a, it's a straight distance. There's a few trees in the way, but you can, like, we could see the trains going by. We could see their lights from camp. But I was looking, and I couldn't see any lights whatsoever. I couldn't see, I couldn't see anything. All I could hear was this, like, grinding metal sound. And it stopped. And I was like, okay, well, all right. So I do some more writing, and then I'm tired, so I'm like, okay, it's time for bed. That was an intense, intense night. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm ready for bed. So I get into bed, and within three minutes, 
of hit my head to the pillow, I hear the duck noise again. And this time it's from the left, which is north upriver. And it was no, nowhere near the train tracks. It was like kind of on the river up north. And I did the same thing again, but sounded different. Like it was a little bit longer this time. And again, within 30 seconds, noises started popping up. The first was a grind, another grinding sound where I heard, heard the last duck noise, like north up the river. And this was nowhere near the train tracks, mind you. And then accompanying that sound within like 30 seconds, all of a sudden there's like bashes, crashes, bangs, all sorts of noises all around, all around. It wasn't over at the train tracks. It was to the left. It was to the right. It was, it almost seemed behind where the river, like my head was like facing the river. So it almost seemed behind as well. And the whole forest was coming alive with these noises. And I like, it was loud. And I, I didn't think to record it. I had my iPad outside. I'd left it outside. So I, I didn't think to like grab a device or get out of the tent, grab something and record this. I wish I did, but. Even in the midst of all that horrendous, like, bash, crash, bang, blah, 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 I was tuning in to this grinding metal sound. And it started to sound, like, melodic, like, morphing into music. It reminded me of when they take the old logging saws and they make musical instruments out of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it went from like into like and like super melodic. And I was kind of entranced by it. And that's what all I was really focusing on when even though all these other noises were happening around at the same time. And then again, it just stopped and quiet. And that was pretty much that. I eventually went to sleep. We woke up, packed up. Let's get the heck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> was and, it, was uh, that day three, or did you leave early? Uh, that was day three. No, we didn't. Okay. We didn't leave early. Yeah, yeah, that was day three. Would you have stayed again if if uh, you had plans to? No, uh, you were done. Colin, Colin definitely wanted out. I was good too. I was tired, so I was like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> But I can say that uh, I learned my lesson. I mean, not my lesson, but uh, it really opened my eyes to something bigger. And I just, I don't see myself going back there ever again. But it's, it's, it's amazing. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, that's one of the more amazing experiences I've had. Uh, I wasn't even experiencing it. Even during the day, you're not going to go back? Um. I'm not sure yet, but I, I think that I know know that that's there, and like, I mean, it, that it, it was terrifying. And I think they, whatever it was, was just escorting me out of there. I wasn't in danger. Like, yeah, I was freaking out at the time. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think I was in any danger, but at the same time, it was it was real, and like, it was nothing I've ever experienced before, and it 
it, it was just and that's why it was so frightening too oh, oh my oh my god like just, I, I like right yeah. right now i'm just like, like when you go up against a bear when you meet a bear in the woods i mean you, i would be it's more scary but you I, know i know what to do you know the situation right right, right. yeah i mean yeah well your choice of words are very interesting to me the fact that you said which is very interesting and we'll get into that in a little bit mm-hmm. alex will you go back I would go back, yeah. You go back? Yeah. So, sort of finishing up this part of the interview, what were your impressions? So, it has a lot of hallmarks of Sasquatch encounters. It does. But you didn't see a creature. Neither one of you saw a creature. Am I correct in that? No. No, there was only smells and vocalizations. Right. What's your gut feeling? Do you think, I mean, do you think it was Sasquatch or... Well, uh, depends on what <laughs> your interpretation of Sasquatch is, you know, or my interpretation. As you said on that, uh, where did the road go? Your view on what Sasquatch Bigfoot is has changed a lot, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's gone from it's gone from you know flesh and blood to to something entirely different and a lot more and. I I get that impression. I definitely do. I think Sasquatch is a hell of a lot more than just an undiscovered hominid mm-hmm. creeping in the woods. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we didn't see anything, but, like, the hallmarks are there. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Right, yeah. I, well, I think that's an honest answer. I don't know is, is obviously the, the only answer you can give. But, uh, wow, very intense. The sounds... I'm very interested in all in all the sounds, and uh, yeah, it was yeah. really neat. Like it's one thing to read your email, but to hear you do this sort of the imitation of the of the the duck chatter and yeah. and the that's the gr- why I said so at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> the grinding as it as it turns into that sort of more musical, yeah, is very very interesting because these you know we get these rare reports of of like singing and music along with this stuff. Yeah. It's very very rare. Yeah, and, the, the the opera singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And even uh even Skinwalker with the with the drilling. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and there's this like drilling sound from apparently nowhere, like underground or something like that. You know, I came across that later. I was like uh, listening to uh, you know something about Skinwalker Ranch and I was like, "Oh my, oh. Yeah. Whoa. Alan Barry, who was at the Moorhead camp. Uh, he was at the yep. Sierra camp with Moorhead in the 70s. He wrote a book in 76, or was published in 76, and it's been out of print, I think, ever since. It was a okay. paperback. But if you get that book, uh, and I know Ron Moorhead has been talking about the weirder stuff lately, but for many right. years you didn't hear about it. You heard only about yeah. the, the stuff that sounded flesh and blood uh, totally. in yeah. regards to the Sierra camp. Well, yeah. this book talks about the weird stuff. And he yeah. he does mention the underground drilling in that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. back in 1976, they were hearing that. He mentions weird lights up there around the Sierra camp. He's like, they, one thing that sticks in my head, he said they could rub their feet on the ground and make, yeah. the, make the lights come on, which is bizarre. Whoa. Yeah, it's completely bizarre. You didn't have any happen to see any weird lights while you were out there, or notice no, any? No weird lights. No, nothing like that. No. I was kind of expecting to see, you know, maybe some orbs bobbing through the woods, but no, no, nothing right. except a Collins headlamp. So, 
we'll we're gonna cut this off, this part of the yeah. story, and we're <laughs> gonna do a tease for our patrons. So th- th- we're gonna do more with Alex and Colin, and we're gonna talk about this weird woman because there's much more to it, and uh, we'll do that for the patrons. But thank you guys. Thank uh, you. Just hang thank on one know. second. Alex and Colin's story will continue on episode 64. That's a patron episode. Patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. You can find Alex's sculptures at Drifted Creations. If you look up Drifted Creations on Facebook or Instagram, you can find them there. I'll put a link in the show notes as well at strangefamiliars.com. Last episode, we put the call out for some extra contributions to the podcast if you could afford it. And several people did answer that. I never know whether people want to be named on the podcast when they do things like this. I don't know if people want their names public or not. But these PayPal Me donations that come in, they're not linked to people's email addresses. So I can't even send them emails and thank them. And I did want to acknowledge them. Thank you so much if you sent a donation. I'm just going to use first names and last initials. And hopefully you'll know who you are. Lars L., Tim K., TJG, William L., Anthony G., Eric C., and also Adam L. is possibly, if not solving, certainly helping with our computer issues. So thank you, Adam L., as well. Thanks, everybody. And, of course, thanks, all you patrons. Thanks for listening, everybody, and more strange familiar soon. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com If you're on Facebook, look us up, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. And you can find the Strange Familiars Gathering Group on Facebook as well. Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more. Among the grass, its leaf from a barren branch now blows upon the wind, and the white hair from my head now floats upon the sea, and all my fathers look on my face and say they never knew me. Come into the well with me. I take my drink from there. Wait into the water with me, and you will find me there. Mmm.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.